You are listening to Sounds Good, a podcast brought to you by Choirmate. You're listening to Sounds Good podcast and I am in Gothenburg with Peder Karlsson. Hi Peder. Hey, du veke. <laughs> Peder, you are known as one of the founding members of The Real Group and a professor at uh, the Vocal Institute at Rama in Aalborg in Denmark, but that's not why we're here today. We are here today to talk about the project Choirs for Ecocide Law. What is, first and foremost, what is Ecocide Law? Ecocide Law is a law that makes large-scale environmental destruction into an international crime. And it isn't now. No, it isn't. It is allowed to destroy the ecosystems. In what way? In... Too many ways. Uh, burning down the rainforests. Uh, opening up gigantic mining projects that are uh, poisonous to the, to the people who live in a certain area. Or uh, the overfishing of oceans, etc., uh, etc. Et today there is no law that holds uh, the people responsible for the decisions that lead to these projects to account. And that's what ecocide law will change. That um, This is what ecocide law will change, that uh, decision makers will be held to account for the outcome of their decisions. And you've been working to get this law through for quite a few years. Yeah, eight or nine years. And this is through an organization called... In Sweden, it's called End Ecocide Sweden. This is part of a bigger campaign called Stop Ecocide International that started in England and Netherlands, but now is uh, in, in, in the whole world. Um, we actually started our campaign before uh, the English. <laughs> so, uh, or or at the same time, but they didn't have a name anyway. So we call it end ecocide. They call it stop ecocide. It's the same thing. And of course, because you are a, a vocal and choral uh, genius and legend, you have managed to intervove. That's not a word. You have managed to kind of blend choirs into this project, and we're going to get back to that. But how did you get involved in ending ecocide in the first place? Uh, thank you. It's a great question. I was I was uh, working in Slovenia as a choir leader for a choir called Perpetuum Jazzele, uh, a fantastic group of 50 people singing pop and rock, jazz, Latin mostly, and we were touring a lot in in America and in Germany, and and um, I saw again, you can say, the shadow side of. Uh, the big machine of the commercial music industry and what it does to people. And, and it was, you know, the better job I did, the less time my singers would have for their lives, for, for their social lives and for, you know, feeling good as a whole person. And um, <clears throat> so I had, a, I, I mean, I had lived that life myself uh, as an artist with the real group. The commercial uh, music life. Yeah, like, but even though the real group was never, you know, like commercial in the sense like a big pop music artist, but it's still, you see what happens to people when they get uh, near fame, and what and what kind of things people are willing to do to achieve fame, and um, 
But this started the process when I started to look at like what kind of society do we live in and how does things work? And it was also, you know, climate change and uh, a lot of things. I was looking for something that would give meaning to what I do. And I met some people in the fall of 2014 who were, you know, pioneers in working with ecocide law. One of those being a Scottish lawyer named Polly Higgins. So I met Polly Higgins and I met some Swedish people who were collaborating with her in making this law a reality to set a framework for human activities within the boundaries of what is possible for the planet. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if uh, and when this law is, uh, has gone through, does that mean that areas of land can be represented by a lawyer in the same way as a human no. being can? Or how no, does that work? No, that, that's actually another idea. That's called rights of nature, which is like if, that the river can have legal status as a person or a forest or something. But that's another... That's a, uh, I've actually been involved with that also. We've did, done some conferences in Sweden about rights of nature, but that's that's more confrontational to our society because it's like that's how the indigenous peoples think. It's that we are part of everything. How could you own something that you are a part of? This is what the Maori have been saying in New Zealand for, for example, just, I mean, just one example. And they, that's how they see their relationship with the, with the river, for example. So that we are the river, the river is us. And so rights of nature became a compromise in New Zealand to have a dialogue between the indigenous peoples and the, and the what, what shall we call it, the Western society, civilization type culture, which dominates all over the world dominates actually in a bad way. But ecocide law is not to give a river rights. Ecocide law is making it a crime against humanity to destroy an ecosystem. So um, in philosophical terms, ecocide law is still anthropocentric. It's a meaning, <laughs> in, in meaning, you know, it's according to the worldview that humans are the center of everything. But it, so, so you are prosecuted because you destroy uh, the, the means of life for other humans. I think this falls nicely into your choir philosophy because I've been your pupil. I've yeah. studied under you in Olborg, and I remember uh, you telling us, because you talk a lot about choir philosophy in your yeah, classes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is very interesting. And mm. I will never forget you said that a choir is like mushrooms. Like when you're out picking mushrooms, they stick up, but then you only see the mushrooms that are above ground, but underground, all the mushrooms are connected. Yeah, I like that metaphor. Uh, and uh, every singer is a standalone musical instrument, you could say. Our voice is an instrument. That's the culture that I come from, anyway. But then you put all these people together and then you get, you can say, a bigger instrument, which is the choir. And as a singer, you are part of the bigger instrument at the same time as being an instrument in yourself. And, and so, so what, so the mush, yeah, so it's, so how does it connect? Well, yeah, we are, we, are, we are part of something bigger than ourselves, basically. And that is what 
ecocide law is all about. And then I think it's only fitting that it's you okay. who start a project where you connect singers all over the world, choirs for for ecocide law. What is this project about, Peder? Yeah, this project, it's actually the idea for this particular project didn't come from me, actually. It, it came from Merzi Rayala, who teaches at the Global Choir Education at the Sibelius Academy in Helsinki. And uh, she wanted to make a concert program, a, a whole concert program about hope. How can we find hope? And we were part of a, a think tank for the European Choral Association. This was uh, four or five years ago. And I suggested to Madison, why don't we do this about the ecocide law? as a way to bring hope, because that's actually what we see. When people hear that th there is this possibility that this large-scale environmental destruction could be a crime, that could actually set limitations for what's possible, and then we can actually hope for a sustainable future, for co coming generations. And Merzi loved this idea. And we started working on it two or three years ago, because then we had the support from European Choral Association. So we knew that it would be realistic to uh, fulfill Merz's vision, which was and is to make a concert program with songs written by composers. And this is what we have now. This is what we are going to launch on the 26th of April. It's a concert program that you as a choir can You can do this concert with your choir in your hometown. So that's basically what it is. It's a concert program. Thing is, when you experience has shown that when you learn these songs, you are going to have questions, right? So um, we have tried this with a few choirs, and the singers have a need to discuss these things. The the repertoire. Yeah. You, you, discuss the repertoire but also discuss what is ecocide law and why do we need it and, and what does it have to do with me and and is it political or um, a, a lot of questions so we actually provide a suggested rehearsal process um, format, questions to discuss and so forth so that you understand why does this song what does this song mean and why are we singing it and you know all because the repertoire like what you have done as well is that you have reached out to different songwriters and composers yes and they have for this project lent you the rights to their music so that you can freely distribute it to any and every choir who wants to join this movement right Ex yeah and yeah or all, join this project all of the songs are quite uh, thoroughly curated uh, to kind of angle the attention onto environmental issues. Yeah, it's been a super interesting process, actually. We, we have worked with a Danish concert designer. Her name is Astrid Wang Pedersen, and she has helped us to take our ideas and the ideas from the composers about what kind of concert program and create like a story or a narrative that goes, that follows a typical process for people. It's like Step one, is there a problem? Yes, there is a problem. Okay, so does what does this have to do with me? Mm. Because uh, that can be a little hard with environmental stuff. As long as it's hard. not directly affecting you in your everyday life, it kind of doesn't exist, right? Exactly. For and the, the individual. And we live, a lot of people live in cities and they don't really see mm. what happens in the forest, for example. Mm. And how many, they don't see 
how many species die every year. Mm. People who work in, uh, you know, who live in in the forest or you know in the jungle or something, they see this and they have seen it for a long time, but they have been speaking for deaf ears. Mm. And uh, so we are slowly waking up. Also, people who live in cities and who live in the modern world are waking up to the reality. We need to do something because our lifestyle actually has an impact on people living somewhere else. And we're all one people. It's one planet. We're one people. So we're all mushrooms. We are all, all <laughs> mushrooms. Or, I mean, or we are, we, no, we are not mushrooms. We are humans. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because we can, we can actually walk away. That's but right. in the end, we cannot walk away from the planet. I like this concept of, you know, like we are all one. Well, it's not a concept. We are all part of the it's same true, problem. Right? Uh, the same problem and the same planet. Yeah. Um, but I like the concept of then uniting these choirs all over the world. What is your purpose by uh, engaging singers worldwide like this? Um, there has been a lot of focus in the Stop Ecoside International and in the Ecoside Sweden that I have personal experience of to target decision makers, politicians, people in the business sector, people also in the faith, uh, in, in the religions. Uh, th that's a big uh, movement also, faith for Ecoside law. Um, we have, there is a um, foundation in Sweden that are working with businesses and the foundation in Netherlands Stop Ecoside Foundation. That's actually where where the composers have donated the copyright. But um, but what we have been missing so far is something that reach reaches out to people directly. And um, choirs is such a fantastic way to do that because one choir is like a village, and so with different kinds of people in it. So it is always interesting to discuss you know whatever th whatever topic that has uh, a meaning to us and you know climate change or whatever you want to call it all these things biodiversity these issues affect every living being on the planet so um and how do we want to discuss this why is this important to us it's important that uh, if you say grassroots people, define this for themselves. No one, I mean, basically, uh, politicians cannot tell people what, how they shall formulate their questions or, or what's meaningful to them. And I think this, this is important to do now because we, we see also that the, the decision makers are getting it. The, United, the European Union Parliament just a few weeks ago, uh, accepted that ecocide law shall be part of the Milieubrottsdirektiv. I don't know how to say that in That's in, a hard word to translate. Uh, environmental yeah, I should know it in English, but I don't know it. Environmental directive? Yeah, it's like, yeah, the, like the, 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 the statutes for environmental crimes within Europe. Mm. What, uh, what, uh, which is an important step along the way. What we want is for the ecocide law to be a part of the International Criminal Court, which is... Uh, uh, has, there has been a lot of talk about this uh, court uh, lately because they prosecute for the crime of aggression. 
which was what Russia did against Ukraine in February last year. But they still don't prosecute for crimes against the environment? Exactly. They don't prosecute for, for the crimes against environment. And um, um, yeah. So what you want to do is you want to engage singers from all over the world to do this concert that you've designed. So it means that all of these choirs joining Choirs for Ecocide Law, they will be performing the same concert in lots of different countries all over the world. And we're going to tell uh, you guys who are out there listening how to join this movement, if you'd like, in a little bit. But I just want to ask you first, Pedit, what is the hope? What is it you hope to achieve um, with engaging choirs in this way? What do you hope the impact will be? We hope the impact will be that that uh, heads of state in in the in the countries who are members of the international criminal court it's called the rome statute the document that defines what the international criminal court is doing we want the head of heads of state to say we want this law because um the whole framework for um you know making this law happen is already in place and and uh, like the definition of to put into the Rome Statute is all is also into place. It's a very straightforward process to do this. And it will only take a few years to get it into place. And the next step after that, what is it that having that law will want to achieve? I mean, the, um, in, a, in a philosophical or cultural sense, the laws that we have are the reflection of our values mm. and our values uh, our, our values have an impact on what we do so if it is if it is allowed to destroy nature then that will have an impact on our values and we can see that today it's kind of okay to con- continue destruction even though we know deep inside ourselves that it is not okay but it's important to get the law and the laws of the world in sync with what we actually feel and think inside. When it's not like that, then we get conflict, and that's also what we see today. So it's to reduce conflict, reduce the risk of war, um, be a source of inspiration for a shift of values, actually on a global scale, and also in a very concrete sense, stop the very dangerous industrial activity that leads to large-scale environmental destruction. And it's hard as a consumer or an individual to feel like you have an impact on that as long as there is no international laws in place. I guess. Exactly. Mm. It's actually, I would even say, it's almost impossible to, you know, what we shop would have an, how that has an impact on the, the I mean, the, the, the important decisions. Mm. It actually doesn't have so much impact. Mm. When the decisions were made 30 years ago and we don't have so many things to choose from. So, um, yeah. I I hope that was a response to your question. What you hope the impact will be, yeah. Yeah. Um, So by engaging all these choir singers around the world, you hope to get more focus on... The, the fact that there is something called the ecocide law at all, because I think many people might not be aware. And like you said, uh, when you join this project as a choir, it's completely free. 
Yes. Uh, you get access to all the music for free and you also get a rehearsal instruction or rehearsal plan that opens up for discussion and reflection and philosophizing within your choir and then the people who come to see the concert will also be made aware of uh, the fact that there is such a thing called ecocide law and people working for it and what it means. Yes, and in the concert there is also there is one um, there are two songs where there is is like a call to action like how what what how do you want to contribute and then of course you don't have to but if you want to Uh, you can connect with the Stop Ecocide International movement in different ways in different countries. So that 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 will be a part of you know when you leave the concert hall with this experience, you can also choose to contribute in 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 different ways. Um, yeah, and uh, you you can you will get the material either that you download from our website or that you get it through an app called. Choir mate, that will include all this material, including the rehearsal uh, re recordings. This is your call to action. You who are sitting there listening and considering joining this project, this is your call to action. Go to um, Stop Ecocide's uh, website. We're going to put that uh, address in the show notes. Uh, there you will find the material uh, for download and you will also be guided towards Choirmate where all of this material is already set up for you and your choir. Thank you so much for joining us, Peder, and we're really excited to see how this project uh, moves forward. Thank you, Divekli. You have heard Sounds Good, a podcast brought to you by Choirmate. <laughs>